we're a sports analytics company, really, but more so uh, a software company because we developed software that allows us to, from video, pull the critical performance metrics that you need on any athlete to make decisions. These are, you know, speeds, accelerations, all of the movement metrics that drive every statistic or every analytic that you hear about taking over sports. It's all derived in movement, right? And if you look at the highest levels of sport, those movement metrics are how decisions are made. Sports performance, sports medicine, talent evaluation, it's how fast are the guys running? How far have they ran? How how much volume have my you know female track athletes or female basketball athletes run this week? And are they at risk of a hamstring or soft tissue injury, right? All of the movement is really what's analyzed in today's sports. And then you make your decisions from there. Augie is the CEO and co-founder at STG Visions, a computer vision firm at the forefront of athletic performance evaluation and management. He studied physics and engineering at the College of William and Mary, where he was a football player and then a coaching assistant for a short time. He's currently an MBA candidate at the college studying entrepreneurship. While sports tech and AI are at the forefront of his interests, he also has a passion for climate tech and the developing space industries. Hobbies include fishing, writing, and ping pong, and of course, watching the Dallas Cowboys every weekend. <laughs> well, not every weekend. Hopefully, you know, as long as they keep winning. When they, when they start losing, it gets hard to keep watching, you know? Yeah. But I watch. That's how it'd be, man. So tell us a little bit about your journey being an athlete in college and then how that led you to become a founder. Yeah. So, so I, you know, it's funny you got on and you said exciting to talk to an athlete today. And I tell you that most of my friends would probably laugh at that and say, he's not an athlete. Um, <laughs> I, I played college football here. I was an offensive lineman. And then at the end of my career, I was a defensive lineman, but I really didn't start playing football until 10th grade in high school. And that was like the first legitimate, I mean, I played freshman basketball, but other than that, that's kind of when athletics started and it became a massive and, and very deep passion of mine and took over my life. And so then I ended up playing football. I wrestled, I rode in high school and did a bunch of sports. And I was lucky enough to be able to carry that on into college. And it was a wonderful experience. I learned a lot from it. I have all kinds of crazy stories, you know, good, bad, a lot of, a lot of really important life lessons, but it was, it was an incredible life experience. It taught me a lot. And then when I stopped playing football, when I graduated in 2020, I actually, you know, discovered that I had this massive hole in my life because it was like, you know, this had taken over and I had no main driving purpose or vision for what I was supposed to be doing. I kind of floated along for a little bit. I was trying to figure out, you know, what am I going to do? I wrote a book. I, you know, like, did whatever I, you know, I got into like fishing. There's all kinds of things that I started doing. I pretty quickly realized that I wanted to go back to sports in some kind of way. So I went to the William Mary football team and asked if I could join as a, just like an intern, a coaching intern, a scouting intern, that kind of thing. And so they basically just had me start working talent evaluation for them, learning as much as I could, just joining in on meetings and, and taking notes and, and listening to the coaches talk about, you know, the other side of the game, which, you know, you know a little bit about as an athlete, but when you sit in on those coaches meetings, it's, it completely changes your perspective on how things go down. And it was, it was very eye-opening. I loved it. I think for me, the coolest part about all of that was the talent evaluation because especially for like, like running backs, I always say watching running backs and evaluating them is my favorite thing because you get a running backs highlight tapes, right? It's just endless touchdowns, touchdown after touchdown. It's just, it's just so much fun, but, but it really, it changes your perspective on the game because you always know it's a business and you always know that, you know, it's about performance and execution at the end of the day. And so, you know, it, 
it's not necessarily about your feelings, but when you have to evaluate thousands of athletes and really pick out, even at, at an FCS school, which is division one, but not the highest levels of division one, like Alabama, for example, and really pick out like, okay, these are guys that I know can play here. And these are guys that aren't qualified. Um, it, it, it just changes your view of the sport and really how much of a focus, you know, or emphasis there is on performance and, and execution and getting, you know, the, every competitive edge that you can. And so while I was working as a, as a scout and, uh, and a coaching intern, I actually started thinking about my background in physics and engineering and different technologies that I was familiar with and, and problems in the space and in my community, which is athletics and, and football players and, and how I could solve them. And so that's how I really got into starting SDG Visions. Wow. So you casually dropped that you wrote a book. You want to tell us a little bit about that? <laughs> not really. It was, it, was not, not, it was nothing special. It wasn't like, a, you know, like a, here's how you evaluate uh, athletes or this or that. It was more so just like a, a short novel. Maybe someday I'll go back and revise it, put it to somebody who actually writes and then see if I can get it published. But nothing special and I don't want to get into it too much. <laughs> no, well, I appreciate it because we're, you know, you and I are actually pretty similar. We're both founders. We both love football. We both love the Cowboys and we're both published authors. So I love I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're finally becoming boys, man. Where yeah. have you been? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right. I know we should have been earlier. So you were a scout and then you realized that you could use your physics and engineering background to develop ST visions. So mm-hmm. give us a little rundown of what ST visions is and, and how y'all have, have what y'all have created. Yeah, so so STG Visions is we're we're a sports analytics company really, but more so uh, a software company because we developed software that allows us to from video pull the critical performance metrics that you need on any athlete to make decisions. These are you know speeds, accelerations, all of the movement metrics that drive every statistic or every analytic that you hear about taking over sports. That's all derived in movement, right? And if you look at the highest levels of sport those movement metrics are how decisions are made. Sports performance, sports medicine, talent evaluation. It's how fast are the guys running? How far have they ran? How, how much volume have my you know, female track athletes or female basketball athletes run this week? And are they at risk of a hamstring or soft tissue injury, right? All of the movement is really what's analyzed in today's sports. And then you make your decisions from there. And originally I was looking around at the landscape and I thought, okay, concussions, this is an issue in my sport, football and something that needs to be solved. And I realized that computer vision applications that exist could be retooled and applied to basically measuring the volume that a, a head would take over time in terms of impacts and then deriving some kind of benefit from there and, and preventing injuries. But we actually, as we got into it, realized that the, the bigger and more immediate need was in talent evaluation, specifically at the high school level, right? Because these movement metrics, right, the, the performance data or the, the key performance indicators that the entire industry operates on and wants aren't available at the high school level. They're, you know, the average GPS system, taking Catapult for an example, it's a phenomenal athlete management system. Their average customer pays $100,000 for a Catapult system for their team, right? Or for their school. High schools don't have that kind of resource. Yeah, 100K? No, no, high schools don't have that kind of resource. We're talking collegiate teams, professional teams, right? But collegiate teams and professional teams are the people that have to evaluate these high school athletes for recruiting purposes. And high school coaches typically are filtering back down from these collegiate teams as former athletes. It's typically where people start their coaching careers. And they know that if I want to really evaluate my team, get some serious performance boosts or compete on a week by week basis, I should be training based off these movement metrics, but they don't have GPS systems or they don't have the really expensive advanced software that exists for the highest levels of the sport. And so it's, it's a big, big missing gap in need. There are just football alone, there are a million high school athletes, but there are 8 million 
or a million high school football players, but there are 8 million high school athletes overall. And it's also the biggest group of decision makers, right? So we have a KPI that the industry needs and we have the biggest group of participants in this industry that don't have access to it. And so we decided to create the most accessible and the most universal platform for accessing these metrics, right? So that it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter how many resources you have access to. If you want to be able to get these metrics off your athletes, you can get them. And so that was kind of the vision. And that's what we do right now. We're trying to pilot our software, get into as many high schools as possible, get feedback from users and really show that it can be used anywhere at any time. And there are no barriers to entry anymore. Wow. Gotcha. So using video, video to assess mm-hmm. movement. And you said this is there or, or exists at the higher levels, right? So I'm thinking like, yeah, let's see next gen stats powered by AWS. Is that what we're talking about at the NFL level? Exactly. So next gen stats is Amazon taking all of the GPS data that the NFL gets from their, their GPS wearables on the athletes, as well as their GPS um, integrations into the pads and the balls. Like in the NFL, even the footballs have GPSs in them, right? So you have all this data on the movement on the athlete, the ball, et cetera. And then Amazon takes all of this data and they aggregate it and they turn it into very cool stats and very interactive media presentations. And they do that for the NFL, A, to help the NFL, you know, create some kind of engaging, you know, fan broadcast, but B, they do that to demonstrate what they can do with their AWS platform. And they started doing that, I think back in 2017, when they were really starting to push that internet infrastructure that they're now infamous and, and kind of famous for, right? So for Amazon, it's more about displaying their computing power, but yes, that's exactly right. Those metrics are, are exactly what we pull directly from video. They're just using GPS data at the NFL level. Okay, so the perfect segue. How are they doing it, having to use a GPS or a wearable device, and you're doing it through video? Well, okay, so I don't want to get too much into the secret sauce, of course, but <laughs> you can imagine that computer vision right now is, is called, you know, like it's like the golden age of artificial intelligence, computer vision, and really these fields that were mostly academic and at the cusp of taking off and have now hit a critical mass point where anybody could walk in, not necessarily with no code tools, but anybody can walk in, learn the, the landscape pretty quickly and then develop actual deployable, you know, tools and metrics, right? And so I say all that to say that when GPS systems started becoming adopted for athlete management or athlete performance and analysis, it was really at the beginning of the last decade, right? The 2010s and the, the mid 2010s is when that took off. The kind of computer vision that we use to analyze and pull the same metrics didn't really develop until the le- like the end of the last decade. There's a, a phenomenal company out of Canada called Sports Logic, and they do very similar to exactly what we do, except for they are targeting more so the highest levels, massive in hockey, right? And it's all computer vision based. They started in 2015, but they they're really their traction and everything. They didn't take off and solidify themselves until around 2019 ish, 20. 2018 to 2020 timeframe, right? And the reason why is because they actually went out and if you look at their website, they, they publicize this a lot. They went out and hired a bunch of PhDs from academia to drive the industry's technology forward to get to a point where they could do this kind of stuff from video. Mm-hmm. We were able to come in at a time where a lot of that legwork had been done. And now it's a question about learning the tools, learning how to apply them, and then really figuring out the best way to apply them. And so that's where we, we step in. So the NFL is, in, in summary to your question, at NFL and collegiate levels, they use tracking data, and so do we. The difference is they use the old school method of just putting a tracker on each guy, 
managing a very complex, expensive hardware system and dealing with those upgrades and failures year after year. And we just take the simple approach of give us some video and we can identify people all over the field and track them that way and then pull all the data. That they need. Wow, that's super cool. So this data that you're pulling, you said it could be used two different ways for scouting purposes and evaluating athletes, correct? Mm -hmm. And then number two yes. was safety. So when I think of safety and like growing up as a football player and working in Detroit and, and visiting that company we talked about offline, Zenith, I'm thinking yeah. more like, you know, we're making helmets with better padding or there's certain devices in there to measure like, you know, if, if they got a head injury or what, whatnot. But it seems like with you, and again, correct me if I'm wrong or, or you know, go more in depth mm -hmm. in this, when a video is recording a practice or something and you're pulling data on an individual, are you talking about safety prevention in that you're proactively able to tell when you need to like, slow an athlete down or take them out of the game because you can tell that if they keep playing at this high level for the next 10 minutes, they're going to injure themselves. Two things, I guess, three things. The first one would be that for the concussion issue itself, the, I guess what I would say is there is no consensus on what the number of head contacts, like the, the limitation of volume that you can take on your head in terms of head contacts and hits and what we call subconcussive blows and the magnitude of a concussive blow, because if you look at all the studies that have been done in concussions, there are a couple very strong theories, but then every three to five years, a new study comes out that contradicts what the previously held belief was in terms oh, wow. of volume. And so we, I, I don't claim that we have a system that can, that can analyze and detect concussive blows, nor because only a doctor can diagnose a concussion, nor do we have a system that right now has been proven to identify that that red line volume for concussive or subconcussive blows just because that scientific research hasn't been done one of our interests is someday to partner with some kind of academic institution and, and afford them our tool because our tool is the best at collecting large amounts of data to figure out the actual answers there the second thing i'd like to point out is that we did not invent the wheel in terms of this athlete management or the the sports performance aspects of these metrics, right? We really are just approaching it from making them universally accessible. So the reason I say that is because right now with the GPS systems, what part of the reason they are used and particularly in basketball, part of the reason why they were adopted in that sport as an example is because it was very clear and very provable early on that if you tracked how much volume the athletes were running through, right? And what the actual magnitude of that volume was, right? So to, to put it simply like, how many times did you sprint and for how far this week? You could track trends in injuries, soft tissue, soft tissue injuries, particularly so like cold hamstrings, et cetera. And you could also track trends in performance. And so it turns out that a system that gives you that kind of data on your athletes can tell you two things. A, we need to watch these guys or these girls because they're at risk of exceeding the volume that's going to put them in danger of an injury. So don't run them too hard in practice because they want to be able to perform in the game and you're going to hurt them in practice and there's plenty of injuries that happen in practice and b we can actually tell you from the trends in their performance in practice which days need to be easier and which days need to be harder so that you peak each week during your performance right so it's revolutionizing so football for an example in terms of a practice week typically in high school you would have a monday practice i mean i get my high school and college football confused it's been a while and i've taken a lot of head hits myself part of the reason why i was interested in this Typically in a high school week, you'd have a Monday practice that was a, a decent speed intensive. Tuesday was your very heavy day. And that seems to be universal across football. I think it's separate in the NFL after Monday, after Monday night football games. But so Tuesday was your heavy hitting day, full pads, lots of volume, maybe a three hour practice, et cetera. 
Wednesday was like a step down from Tuesday, but still very hard. Thursday was typically closer to a walkthrough and, and you maybe didn't do much at all, if anything. And this is for high school. And then Friday is a game, right? So you have difficult practice, most difficult practice, difficult practice, walkthrough, so next to nothing, and then a game. I don't know. I'm not an expert in sports performance. I have, we have advisors. So we've actually, we've got a, we're putting together a pretty strong board of advisors that I'm excited about, but we have advisors, mentors, and experts in the field that we know that we defer to for this kind of expertise. But what I do know is that during my experience as an athlete, one of the things I learned that had been, you know, the theory that had been developed through using athlete management systems like this was that the Thursday practice where you don't do anything. And then your Friday game was a bad, it was a bad combination. Mm -hmm. The last thing you wanted to do, we were told, was to have your athletes do next to nothing in terms of volume and output, and then try to come in for a game or a, or a match or whatever, and go at 100%. And so we used to do something in college called Fast Friday, because games are on Saturdays, where instead of just walking through on Friday or just sitting around in a, in a hotel room all day or not doing anything, we would actually run a pretty decent amount and, and output at around what we would call 60 70% which doesn't seem intuitive because it's like, well, it's the day before the game, you know, don't you guys want to rest, but activating your muscles and, and performing at that level kind of warmed you up in advance for the game. And the next day you perform better versus taking the Friday off and then doing that fast equivalent of a lighter practice on the Thursday. Right. So it shifts how your practices are done. It shifts how you manage your athletes, how you train them and how you watch out for injuries. And, and, and again, we didn't invent that, but we're just trying to offer, the ability to do that and take your, your performance to the next level to as many teams as possible. Gotcha. Well, I can, now that you've broken it down, I can totally see from, and that schedule, by the way, breakdown of high school practice dead on. That's how we did it. So nice. Okay. We used to <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. So we, I know our coaches would eat that up. For example, we all, mm -hmm. I also grew up in Texas. So like, I know that, you know, certain high schools for sure would, would love this types of tools. Right. So we went back to, or I'm going back to, you talked about colleges having to pay close to hundred K for this type of stuff. So if you want to cater to high schools, have you figured out like a price point for this tech? Yes. Yeah, so initially actually we're offering the software for free. Our biggest thing right now, and, and as an early, as a founder, first of all, but you know this, but as an early stage startup, from our perspective, the biggest thing that we can do is generate users and feedback, right? Because right now our costs are very low, especially because it's software, right? We're not shipping hardware. We're not getting involved in sourcing or any of the the complicated and very costly issues that come with a hardware system because it's software. And because, you know, I'm, I'm 22, I'm still in grad school. I finished in May. Our costs are very low. We can afford to ship our software and just generate user feedback and get people to interact with our platform and start to tell us what they think and what they need fixed, et cetera. Long-term, we have decided that the approach will probably be either to indefinitely, indefinitely offer some sort of free platform or access to the platform. And then if we upgrade from there, the base package would be something that's very affordable for high schools across the board. So around $900. If you look at Huddle as an example, and Huddle is the, the dominant video hosting platform in high school athletics, and I, and, I, and I know you're familiar with it. They proved out the model that high schools will pay for sports software and high schools can afford somewhere between $500 and $1,500 a year. Some can afford way more. Some might not be able to hit that mark, but in, in general, across the 16,000 high schools that play football. And, and I always use football as an example, even though our algorithm isn't restricted to football, just because that's what I come from, but our algorithm applies across all sports. But if you look at the high schools across the country that are participating in sports and participating in football around $900 is, is what's accessible to them. So we would price it 
if we were going to have that tier two price model where it adds a certain amount of extra value beyond the, the free version, we would price it around $900. But we're really looking at a freemium model because like I said, our biggest you know, vision is, is accessibility and users because there's a lot more value to us and people using our platform than there is in us making a couple sales of $100,000 or even all the sales of $100,000 that exist out there. So is there, I mean, you're going to get a data gold mine, right? Is Yeah, well, that's, that's you know, one of the goals. We, we like to talk about how we don't see the athlete management and, and performance hardware software industry like Microsoft does. We look at it like Google does, right? So instead of offering very, very strong, powerful, and, and, and uh, fantastic tools for a one-time or a recurring hefty fee, right? We want our tools to be available for free or as close to free as possible. And we would instead like to interact with the user and learn from them. Because in today's age, if you look at what's going on, the most valuable thing, and in athletics, this holds true, that people are producing is data, right? Because our ability to analyze data and learn from it has exponentiated within the past decade. And it's, it's becoming an unreal you know, universe of its own, right? Data is taking over every industry. It's like, just like analytics took over sports over the past two decades and everybody likes to talk about Moneyball, data and AI are taking over every industry and every business, right? And for us, the future in this industry is not, you know, a hundred or $200 million market in GPS hardware or, or computer vision or coaching or performance software. It's access to the industry and their data and the ability to learn from it because the monetization value that comes from that is, is tens of billions of dollars. Yeah, that makes total sense. So for a company like you, I want to get more into like the business side of things because you're obviously going to want to grow, raise some money and all that type of stuff. So is your strategy here to get as much users, get as much data, and then use mm-hmm. that to then potentially get a, like bigger contracts or go into a raise? Or what is your strategy with what you need to accomplish before you get into that, to that bigger raise? Yeah, so... For us, you know, like you said, it's about generating the users. Initially, our strategy has been proof out the platform. There's a certain level of, with this kind of an endeavor, there's a certain level of technology that you have to be able to build on your own, prove yeah. that you can build on your own. Yeah. And we've done that. And so our initial focus has been, how do we generate, you know, enough initial resources to continue to push that tech forward beyond where it's at and generate users at the same time? So I've put together a pretty stellar team and that's not really thanks to me. I, I don't want that to sound like, I think, you know, phenomenal putting teams together, but I more so just lucked into a couple of people who really like the space and would love to get involved in what we're doing. And, and we're continually trying to, to talk to people and looking forward to adding more people to our team. So if anybody hears this and is interested, feel free to reach out over any, any platform that I'm on. But my team is really focused on, right. The first is continually improving the platform and that takes user feedback. And it also takes a, uh, usage of the platform. So we use it ourselves. We offer, currently we offer data on recruits to colleges because we can, and, and we have, we have a business partner that sells that. So we're NCAA compliant with the, in terms of a recruiting organization, because we have partners that do that for us, but we use the platform to, to gather data for those universities. And we have some pretty big names who are constantly asking us for data. Um, I'm not going to name drop, but I'm doing data right now for a, a team in the big 10. And then, so improving the platform. The second thing that my team is focused on, and there are other members of the team who are focused on this, is generating users and how do we really approach getting people on board, right? Because the last thing we want to do is send out our tool to, you know, a thousand customers before we have the ability to manage them and really help them through this beta process. And so we're generating signups right now 
we're having conversations with coaches and we're, we're, we're showing them what we can do and telling them that once we reach a certain point, we'll offer it to them. And then we're picking down from there. We're getting the general list of signups from there. We're picking one or two cases or five or 10 cases that really work for us. And we think we can have a, a deeper relationship with, and then we're shipping the software to them to, to get the, the initial beta feedback. And so improving the software and then our approach to generating and continuing to acquire users, it has been the, the second focus. And then the third focus has been my focus as the, the CEO and kind of leader of the team. And like I said, at the beginning of this has been trying to figure out how do we get access to as much resources as we can and need right now and to the people that we need right now, because that's the most important thing, right? So we recently expanded our team and we added a, a third founder who's kind of operating a little bit, you know, behind the scenes and, and working on some of that user acquisition, like I talked about. And I'm constantly out here searching for who is the fourth person that's going to add value to our team. We've got a couple ideas about people that we want to, to include, but those are kind of the three, the three focuses of the business right now. Gotcha. Cool. So you want to accomplish those things and then you are looking to race soon, right? That's the next. Yes. So, yes. So, so as we generate users, we're in conversations with, with venture, with angels. Um, we are looking to raise and eventually build out our technical team. That's going to be the biggest bump because once we usable, like, you know, advanced beyond a beta stage or testing stage software to a thousand plus coaches, we're going to need to build out our engineering team to get that done within the next season. So we are going to be looking to raise pretty soon, but there are a couple benchmarks that we're trying to hit along the way so that people see that we're not just waiting on your capital to infuse and for us to go. We're going right now at, as fast as we can. And then we'd like for somebody to come on and, and basically, you know, hop on the rocket ship, as people say. I love the mentality. <laughs> go, go, go. So what are the, when you're having these conversations with high school coaches, I'm curious, like, what's the feedback you're getting? Are they super enthusiastic? Are they like, oh my God, this is going to change everything? Or do they not get it? Or they love it. They love it. It's actually so funny that, that you, you asked that because I had a conversation with a high school coach that I didn't even initiate yesterday. Um, and, and by I didn't initiate, I don't just mean that I didn't reach out to him, but like it wasn't initiated through any of our like outreach programs or anything like that. We, we were signing up for a, a marketing service that we're using to kind of track our traction with email campaigns and things like that. And the, the gentleman was, is working at the company, right? And I guess, you know, our company was assigned to his caseload of like, you know, outreach, make sure they don't need anything, whatever. And as we were talking and he started like reading through our, our company, he started asking me all these questions. And I'm like, yeah, you know, like having a nice conversation. He's like, I'm actually a high school coach and I work and this is like exactly what we need. He's like, I, I you know, is there any way we can get early access and be one of your beta partners? Because, you know, I was just talking to my coaches the other day about how much we need a system like this and we can't get access to it. And I was, I was blown away. I was like, yeah, let's, let's do it. You know, you have my personal phone number right now. Call me whenever you guys need it. As soon as you, so what we're aiming for right now is to, to get all these beta testers in place so that when off-season training starts, as soon as most of the, of the teams end around Thanksgiving, they can immediately start using our software for training. And, and that's like how we'd like to build it up. But I was like, look, as soon as you guys start your off-season training, call me up. I'll send the software your way personally. And, and let's do this feedback thing, coach. Like, let's start using our stuff. And, and for me, that's so validating because as we get out in conversations, right, you have to, you have to constantly validate that your customer you know, or, or, or your user base, right? Because you have customers and users, and those aren't necessarily always the same people Ask Google, but you know, as we start to get out and validate our customers and our users and what their needs are, you know, they tell us they need this, they tell us they need that. And you think you have, you think you have a solution. You think you're starting to work towards a solution, but you're always questioning and you're always coming back to these conversations and trying to make sure that you're on the right track when they reach out to you and they're, you know, of their own accord. And they're like, I need this right now. That's when, when, when you sit there and you sit back and it's like, 
I really think we are on the right track. And then so that, that, was, that was pretty exciting for me. Yeah, that's so exciting to hear. Well, I mean, it sounds like y'all are going to be rolling real soon. Thanksgiving, November, December. So that's exciting. I'm super excited to see where y'all go. I'm excited to see if y'all raise that successful round. And, you know, this is going to have, this is like growing up as a Texas high school football player. Like I know I can like personally yeah. understand the value in this. And, and I know my coaches would have eaten this up. So actually I should give you the contact of the high school I went to. You should hit them, hit them up. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd love to talk to them about what yeah. we do. I think, you know, like you said, the, the biggest thing is for coaches, we never want to tell them what they need. And, and, and I know I just said, you know, they're telling me they need, you know, this system, but to each coach, it works in a different way, right? One guy might want to verify that his athletes are running a certain speed to make sure that he, what he thinks he knows about their speed is true. Another guy might want to use it for the, 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 the performance side of things and try to see improvement each week. And another coach might try to use it for the, the actual football applications of it because we can map plays and things like that. But we know that they need this kind of data on their athletes in general, and they know it more than we do because they need it for the competitive edge. And that's why we refer to it as an athlete management system. It's up to you how you want to manage your athletes and what you want to apply the system to, but everybody wants the ability to take that access and manage their athletes or direct them in some way. And so you're, you're right. I would love to talk to your coaches and, and I think it could be game changing across the board. Yeah, no, I love it. Maybe maybe we would have had a shot against some of those teams we kept losing to. <laughs> Man, it would have been a know, real rivalry. That. We wouldn't have lost five years in a row, you know? <laughs> I hear Texas football gets pretty difficult, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate uh, you taking the time to join us today. I, this was a super fun conversation. Like I said, I, like, I love football. I love, like, the founder and entrepreneurial mentality. So I love seeing someone combine in both. One last question I want to ask you, which is, what do you need from people that are listening in terms of you said you're looking to maybe hire new team members or do you need beta users mm -hmm. or if there's high school athletes listening, should they hit you up and get you connected to their coaches? Yeah. You hit me with the, what do you need question? That's hard. You <laughs> always need a, a lot of things as a, as a, as a, as a, a venture, a startup founder. Honestly, I, the biggest thing I'd say I would need right now is for people to reach out. You know, if you're, if you're, if you work in VC, you know, and, and, and you have opinions or criticisms of how you, it sounds like we're doing our model, please reach out and give us your feedback. If you work in athletics and you're interested in the software, or you also have opinions or criticisms of, of what it sounds like we're trying to apply our software and the way we're trying to deliver it, please reach out and give us feedback. If you're an athlete, I would love to interact with, with you and your feedback as well, because we're trying to not only afford access to this, these tools to coaches and teams, but we want to make the ability for athletes to compete better and we want them to be able to take that into their own hands and there's things that we're doing that for that as well and so there is an athlete component to this that, that we didn't really talk about much today but that we are developing because we want athletes to be able to, to take their destiny into their own hands for me as an athlete that was the the biggest thing was being able to control or feel like I controlled my trajectory as a player and either get better or get worse and have that responsibility to myself and so we're we're interested in developing that that benefit or tool for athletes. And so if you're an athlete, reach out. And then if you're interested in what we do and and you have backgrounds in, you know, engineering, business, or data science, or even if you don't, but you know, you'd love to talk more about it and, and get some guidance on how do you get into the into the industry, into the business, or into something similar, please feel free to reach out because I'd love to have conversations no matter what what where you're at in your career, be you in, in high school and middle school or all the way up to, you know, retired, right? So so, you know, people can reach out to me on Twitter, LinkedIn. Um, I don't know if I'm on anything else. I guess, I guess that's it. Twitter, LinkedIn, you know, you find me at no Instagram. I don't have an Instagram. I try to wow. stay off social Respect. media just for productivity. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Over the years, I deleted as many of my socials as I could because, you know, productivity purposes, you just find yourself scrolling too much, but 
reach out and have conversations. And, and I'd love to get any opinions, criticism, or or questions that anybody has and have those conversations. So the thing I need right now most is probably just conversations and, and to, to interact with people. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking time. I'm sure people will reach out. This was a great conversation. And to everyone tuning in, thank you all for giving us your time and attention and listening to this conversation. I hope you all had a great time and we will catch you all next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks.